Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. I think every one of us lives in fear about what they might think of me regarding my parenting. Now, I'm pretty confident as a parent, but I make mistakes. And when people see that, what are they going to say or think? What are they going to do? Danny, you ever find yourself uh, on the end of a glare at, at oh, a store never, or something? Never, John. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we're perfect. In well, our thanks home. for joining <laughs> us. And <laughs> oh, wow, that is such a pressure for every parent. You want to be looked at as a good or great parent. And I remember when we were going to church. Here, I'm a counselor, right? People know this at church, and uh, I'm supposed to be this parenting expert. And my daughter was dressed in mismatched clothes. She came down super excited. That's fashionable, isn't it? Oh, man, it was it was really bad, uh, the way she was dressed. <laughs> and uh, I just said, hey, honey, th- do you feel pretty good about what you've put on? She said, yeah. I said, okay, we're going to go. She hadn't combed her hair real, real well. And then my son came down. His hair was all over the place. And he said, well, we're ready to go. And then I said, what are people going to think about how my home is yeah. by how my kids look? And... <laughs> But I needed to them, for them to be themselves, and it was a perfect moment for me to put me aside hmm. and let me speak into my kids' uh, worlds, and they weren't afraid of what people were going to think of them, and that's how, I, that's how we need to grow up, hmm. not being scared of what people think of us. So it was a great lesson for me in the moment, and I just had to go to church. We did get some looks, and... I, I had to be okay with that. It and was you a good left, growing moment. For you me. left the church after that, and it's all fine. Yeah, now, I right? shaved my head. Right <laughs> <after that. Yeah. laughs> well, Julie Lyles Carr shared with Jim Daly about how she learned what you just said, Danny. I like how you put it. Um, it's a chance for us to grow up and let go of a little bit. Here's Julie with Jim Daly talking about what God thinks and how, really, that's all we need to worry about. Julie, here, here's the question. Why do we try so hard to be normal as a, uh, opposed to... Identifying that originality that God has created. I mean, He's a creator of life, and He gave us a bouquet, not a single flower. Um, why do we lean toward normal and find comfort in normal rather than let's raise these kids as originals? All eight in your case. I think for a lot of us, some of our greatest hopes and fears have to do with our kids. And if we can find something that we think is going to be guaranteed, then it seems to take some of that fear off. It quells that. I think we all love things that feel like formulas and guarantees and and certain ways that we think will work. And it's always fascinating to me when people ask me about the expression of raising our kids. Well, tell me exactly. Well, give me the list. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) we need to talk about your kids because what's worked for some of mine may not work for some of yours. We have a funny story that we tell. One of my children, my second child, McKenna, she really likes things to be platted out well. She likes to know what's coming up, what she can expect. And she has a real heart to be compliant and to be on track. She really likes knowing what the parameters are. Meet the expectations. Correct. She really likes that. So when the oldest kids were young, I was looking for efficiency models. And so I had this chart. Well, if you do this, this is the punitive consequence. So if you do that, it's going to be this much time out. And if you do this, then it's going to be, I'm going to get to take that stuffed animal. And if you do this, and I laid it all out. McKenna looked at that chart and you could see her little mind going, okay, excellent. Okay. (laughs) Never going to do any of that stuff. (laughs) Third child justice walked up to the list and went, Totally worth it. Going to do all of it. <laughs> like, it was like, fantastic. These I know consequences aren't it's severe. Not, not yeah. big deal. I'm willing to pay the price. So I think that some of it is trying to make efficiency models. I think some of it is we want those guarantees. But I tell you the thing that I find over and over 
We, to some degree, find a lot of our identity in our parenting. Oh, yeah. And if we have a kid go rogue or we have a kid who does something the way that we didn't like or we have a kid, I don't know, speaking hypothetically for a friend whose child always shows up to Sunday school with two different shoes on and the nastiest shirt you've ever seen, that would be one of mine. (laughs) You know, how are people going to judge me? What are they going to think about me? And what does it say about me? So I think some of it is out of a, a desire to really do things that are beneficial and good for our kids. But some of it really is to protect ourselves sometimes because we really don't want people to judge us. But Julie, how do we untangle ourselves from that? First, how do we recognize it? And then B, what, what is the other way? And is that sufficient to ensure that our kids have the best shot at doing well in life, because I think it's all kind of wrapped up in their success and how we measure them by their grades, by, you know, what co- we all talk about what college our kids are going to, don't we? I mean, that's usually it. But not all kids are cut out for college. Right. There's vocational pathways. There's other things that they can do to earn a living. But we do tend to freak out and panic. So speak to that mom specifically who is in that mold of you know, I'm watching all these things. Uh, how does she relax and where does she find her security and her comfort, even if her kids aren't doing what she wants them to do? One of the questions that I ask myself if I start bumping up against something where I'm like, ooh, I don't know that I want them wearing or doing or saying or what did they just post on social media with my last name on it? You know, those kind of things. I ask myself this question, who is the they I'm worried about? You know, we have this sort of societal mythological they, and that they tells us things like you can't wear white pants after Labor Day, and that they has certain expectations about when your Christmas tree can go up and when your Christmas tree can come down, and that they actually governs a lot of some of the, you know, little different cattle shoots that we try to put our kids in and we think they're supposed to work through. Sometimes it's a they that is sort of the they, the church broadly. Well, what will the church think? And if I'm trying to raise godly kids, what will they say if they see this? And does that match their definition Mm. of godly kids? And sometimes it's the they that's within just our own extended family and community. Oh my goodness, if my mother realizes that I've let them do blah, 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 or if they get wind that so-and-so is going to go to community college first, you know, what (laughs) what is my father-in-law going to say? We've got this they that we worry about. When I identify that they, it helps me identify, well, is that God's guidance and voice? Or is that me seeking approval or trying to buffer against some kind of judgment? I love Julie's perspective. That, though, is a really hard place to get to. We want people to think well of us and our kids, but we worry that if our kid messes up, uh, my parenting expertise is on the line. Danny, how do we deal with that? Really, the best parents are the ones that are able to learn how to adapt to the reality that we're all imperfect beings. That gives us great opportunities to practice love, as I've said before, but also to keep our eye on the true goal, which I think is stated very well in Deuteronomy 6, that says that we are to pass on God's teachings from generation to generation. And God's teaching is all about grace, about forgiveness, about how to deal with the imperfection of sin Mm -hmm. in all our lives, but how to live in relationship, and relationship can be quite messy. And I, uh, it, it's really, we need to focus on what is best for the child in the moment in their growth. What is the long-term picture for my child, and how can I participate and be part of, of that wonderful movie of who my child is becoming, and I'm not here to gain other people's approval. I love how Paul handled that with Thessalonians and the Thessalon- in Thessalonica when he said, I'm not here for all of you. 
I'm here for an audience of one, and that is God. And as mm-hmm. a parent, we are here to raise our children when we've taken that role on. And what an honor and privilege it is to do that. And and you know what, John? It's going to be a struggle for all of us every single day. Encourage one another and look for another parent to encourage today. I appreciate that. And uh, you'll find encouragement in Julie's book, Raising an Original. We'd like to get that into your hands. Uh, please make a donation to support the work of Focus on the Family today. And we'll send a copy of that. It's our way of saying welcome to the support team, and thank you very much for your kindness and generosity. Donate and look for other resources as well. Uh, We've got the link uh, for all of that in the episode notes. And join us again next time. You'll hear more from Julie Lyles Carr. On behalf of Danny and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.